We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome all. It's another Panther Rants podcast with Wad Harris. It's Wednesday, it's hump day. I'm somewhat nursing this cold. And I just wish it'd go away, but that's just the the gist of it. The sneezing, the coughing, the blowing the nose, whatever. Having a sore nose is probably the worst part of it. So, obviously today the big news came out. Actually, yesterday and today, a gauntlet was thrown down on college basketball where several uh, schools are in trouble right now because some of their assistants went out and broke a few rules and got done some hot water there. You know, FBI FBI was involved in a lot of it. And the thing with college recruiting in general is that whether it's football or basketball, it's dirty no matter where you go. And for most part, a lot of schools, if they're winning, you know, they're putting out, if they're shelling out wins and they're laying some players, some decent players, chances are they're probably cheating in some way. And a lot of times with these recruits, it seems that there's a bidding war that you're going to have. So basically, if you want the five-star blue-chip talent, you're going to have to pay up one way or another big. And some schools just don't have that money to do that. Which um, leads me to believe that there's probably a good chance Pitt was probably involved as well. Maybe not in the level Louisville was, but for one thing, they had Barry Orson for the for, for early time, earlier part of Dixon's years and Ben Halland. And he had a whole pipeline of New York players coming to uh, Pitt. And I don't think they were coming for the scenery at that point of time so I'm sure with this scandal there's plenty of more dirty laundry to be aired out but in, if we're looking at the final years of the Jamie Dixon era a lot of what we're seeing now is probably making a whole hell of a lot of sense and that is why 
probably one reason is why we were losing these players, despite the fact that our despite the fact our program was rolling in twenty plus win seasons, we were always competing for the Big East title, and we were all and for for most part, you know, in the mid in the first decade of the millennium, the mid you know we were up until probably the last two years. Pitt was would go in the Big East tournament and they would create a lot of noise. They would at least get to the finals, and that happened. Let's see, pretty much, except for uh, 04 and 05, where they had that really bad year. Up until um, 2007 2008, when they won the Big East tournament, that was their peak. Because the next year they went out, they were pretty much one and done at that point. But despite that noise they created, and they had a lot of national recognition, Pitt was considered an elite basketball program at that time. I mean, it was obviously a debate whether or not they were elite because they didn't have any titles. But what they were doing in the regular season and in the biggest tournament was phenomenal. It's just when they got to the actual NCAA tournament, it was a different story. Uh, for a while, they were you know the the peak was the Elite Eight, and then after that, they could not get out of the first weekend of the NCAA tournament. You know they were obviously a second round of best team. You know for I think probably for the last time they went, they played Wisconsin team that they should have beat, but uh, before that, the you know when they went. Was made it up in the year before, but the year before that, they were an eight seed, eight or nine seed, I believe. They got past the first round, but then they had to deal with Florida, which was a one seed, and that just wasn't going to happen. But um, after that Elite Eight appearance, and of course the whole Butler th- mess, Pitt's recruiting tend to take a turn for the worse. It was looking good, but then they lost an entire recruiting class with one with their top player Ken Birch just uh, picking up and leaving. And he was brought on. Pascari was his person that was recruiting him. So there's plenty more to be dig- dug out, but I were I wouldn't be too totally surprised or shocked if. Some of these guys that may have worked for Pitt would end up on that report. It's just a matter of who they're going to dig up. You know, if this is if this is you know, if they're if they're closing the doors now, sure, nothing had work we're, we're good. But if they're going to probe into this even more, then yeah, we're going to have some problems. So, um, there was, you know, you had the Ken Birch thing. You also had, throughout those final years of the, of the Dixon era, he lost out on some pretty decent recruits to some odd schools. Miami actually was one of them. I believe he lost... He lost some players there. And, and you know what? I mean, personally, if I'm a, bas- if I'm a recruit... 
if I'm choosing to pit Miami, I'm probably going to Miami for the limelight because, you know, there's the nightlife there, the beaches, the weather, the beautiful females. And I'm, a, you know, and I'm a scholarship athlete. I'm on the basketball team. I'm obviously going to get a good lot of perks there. Obviously, if they're going to throw money at me, but of course, the girls, because, you know, let's face it, if you're a a college, not so much a male college athlete, but just a college male in general, you're obviously going to, you know, it's the girls. It's what you go to the parties for. Take certain classes for if there's a girl that you like, you know that there's, she's gonna be in that class. You go get your class switched. It's all it's all that. And it's not to say that Pitt doesn't have you know beautiful women. They they do, but obviously we don't have a beach or and whatnot. But if I'm a uh, scholarship athlete who. Wants to go to a program where I know I'm going to have a chance, probably going to the pros and get myself recognized on a national stage. I'm going to go with Pitt at that point because at the time Pitt was getting on these big, on these games, they were getting these big they were getting these big broadcasts. Not so much big, but you know they they were getting on ESPN on the main channel, if not the main channel, ESPN two. So they were getting on television. They were going to get the recognition. And plus they were playing in the Big East Conference or now the ACC. And, of course, Pitt's more of a name than Miami. So on that basis, I'm probably going to want to go to Pitt. Not to mention Pitt had some players in the NBA. Or they still do. I mean, Aaron Gray... Spent some time in the pros. He obviously he was more of a bench player, but he carved himself out a decent you know living. Uh, Sam Young spent a few years. So Dewan Blair, Steve Adams is still there, and you had some other pit players who were borderline NBA prospects. They just couldn't get in. Some are probably I think in still developmental leagues, I believe. But yeah, on the surface there, if it's Pitt and Miami, I'm picking Pitt. Because there's beautiful women at Pitt too. I can get that. Obviously, there's no beaches, but I'm not, you know, if I'm, if I'm a college athlete wanting to go to the next level, I can care less if there's a beach. I can go see a, I can go see a beach anytime I want in the summer when I'm, you know, when I'm not at school. Or later in life, when I have the money to go travel, I can just, you know, basically you got your whole rest of your life to go explore whatever beaches or whatever else at that point. So I'm going to go to Pitt. But of course, if Miami is going to shell out some money for me through the AAUs or the shoe companies. So if Miami's offering me money on top of everything, of course, I'm going to probably go to Miami then. Because we get the cash, and of course the shoe companies or whoever is going to take care of me and make sure that I get to that next level. 
and I should say get to get to the next level, but more, but give me a chance to get to the next level because these players they don't always make it to that next level of the NBA. They end up going overseas, but they're going to get taken care of one way or the other. Especially if they do make it to the NBA, they're they're really going to get taken care of then. But you know, at that point, point Jamie lost a lost some recruiting battles, and you could probably say that some of it coincides with the when when pit changed over from the Big East to the ACC, and that's probably when the recruiting got a lot more dirtier. And I mean, it was probably it was probably dirty enough in the, in the Big East, but it probably is, it's probably a lot more dirtier than what we're seeing what we're seeing in the ACC. And for me, I've had some enjoyment out of this because of the whole condescending crap that the Louisville's media people, bloggers, their Twitter people, you know, especially on Twitter, have had towards Pitt, given the fact that they were on their collective high horse when Kevin Stallings would not let Cam Johnson transfer to North Carolina and play immediately, despite the fact that there was about hundreds of other programs that in some some of them were really, really good programs that he could have transferred to and not have to wait a year. But of course one Louisville media person told me as I try to uh, rationalize this with him was what you know Stallings was you know technically not restricting Cam Johnson. He told me to go ahead and keep the thing that scumbag, because that's what he is. And so Kevin Stallings gave a kid a chance to go wherever he wanted. And in some instances, in some exceptions, I believe, he had to wait a year because it was in conference. But Kevin Stallings is a scumbag for that. But Rick Pitino was involved with some scandals involving escorts for, cult, for, for recruits, high school kids, and not to mention shelling money out to, out to these players. But Kevin Stallings was a scumbag for all that. Just for that part, he was a scumbag. But yet this guy walks on water. So, they're getting what is coming to them, I hope. And they're going to have to. Because if the NCAA isn't going to do something, probably the FBI is going to do something. And, you know, I mean, the rhyme was on the wall for Louisville the day they hired Bobby Petrino back at, as head football coach. They were bought in then that this is the direction they were, they were going. Not to mention they they went to they got into a bidding war with West Virginia and, and UConn over the ACC invite, which you know what, I would have taken West Virginia, but of course they went to the Big Twelve because the ACC didn't want them. If I had to choose again between UConn and Louisville, I'm probably still going to pick Louisville because Louisville obviously will still will still be a name in basketball despite what happened. And of course, they have better football than UConn. UConn, I don't think, will ever get better. They um, UConn benefited 
from the you know from when the from when the Big East was in the BCS in the Power Six conferences, you can you can say UConn benefited from it because their program went to a BCS title game, not um, not title game, but bit bowl game. I'm giving them too much credit for that, and they did it with a crappy team and still made it. That's how bad the Big East was that year, and it was just you know. It was on a downward, you know, Big East at that time was on a downward trend. Where it had a whole bit of steam from about 2005, in that period of 2005 to 2008. It had a whole head of steam, but then it just, it was declining. And, uh, yeah, the UConn getting into the, uh, BCS Bowl game was the final icing on the cake. But UConn wasn't going to get any better because of what their location is. I mean, Boston College is a mess right now. I don't think they're ever going to get any better. So you had to grab Louisville. Because they're going to they're, they're hire, hire coaches to get players to, get, to go, go play there. But... Sean Miller, obviously, is going to be in some hot water as well. I mean, you know, at least Louisville cheated to win a title. Sean Miller couldn't even get to the Final Four. <laughs> no matter how hard he recruited, he couldn't get to the Final Four. And so he's, he's going to be in some mess. I don't think he'll lose his job over it because he really hasn't done he hasn't really been in some a hot water since coming to Arizona, so he probably will get like a. If he does discipline himself, it'll be a few game suspension. Nothing major, but you know Pitt obviously in their last gasp they had Mustafa Heron and Maverick Rowan in their class. Rowan, Rowan's dad. Moves takes a job with Adidas, moves him to Florida to get him more exposure. And pretty much when, when that happened, you know, Matt, he was gone. He wasn't coming to pit. And what really baffled me was he got him this all this exposure. And the kid ends up just the kid ends up signing with NC State of all teams. Which, you know, puzzled me. So he signs with NC State. Mustafa Heron, once once Rorson was gone, it was like a matter of time before the uh, bidding war for him came. So he goes to Louisville of all places. No, not Louisville. He goes to Auburn of all places. And that's when you're just saying, what the, what, what the F? Because it doesn't matter who's coaching at Auburn. You can't, it's hard to convince any blue chip kid to go there at that point. But somehow, he got there. And I, and I believe you know, Pitt did lose some other recruiting battles to NC State. Some, they lost on some players as well. That would have helped. And yeah, I mean, that's just tip of the iceberg. So, what does this mean for Pitt in the future? Who knows? I mean, we've. I mean, Kevin Stongs has purged his roster, so 
And according to his uh, assistant coach on Twitter, Kevin kept it clean. And any, rec- any recruiting the, of a p- player that seemed shady, they stopped recruiting him. So, who knows? But I think, you know, what happened here probably sh- has shed some light on what's been going down in recruiting the last few years, especially at Pitt when it was trending downward. Obviously, it got a lot dirtier, and stakes just got higher. But, anyways, I'm done babbling. We'll see what happens with this as basketball season's coming coming upon us soon. And of course, we got um, this beautiful game against Rice. So who knows what happens there. Hell to pit. Talk to you later.